Hey guys, welcome back. This is Dead Blood Filtered. I'm Matthew Brown. This is Dr. Andrew Vallo. Today's episode, we're talking about you know New Year's coming 2024. We're closing up 2023, which is a crazy year. We're talking about new achievements, new you, how how you kind of refocus yourself for 2024, and you start hitting those goals again, and how you focus on the goals, and even even yourself personally. And this is something that I'm in the middle of prepping for and I'm doing a lot of, I've, I made a concerted effort that I'm going to um, get more fit this year and lose some weight. I'm a little bit overweight right now. And I feel for my quality of life and my work quality of life, me being in shape is, is really important. So we're going to talk with Andrew Vallow, talk about as a dental practice owner, as a person, um, you know, in all levels, you know, new year, new you, and how you focus on those goals in 2024. So Andrew, why don't you tell us a few, you know, why don't you start with a couple business goals and start out with a couple personal goals for 2024 and I'll share some of mine after yours. Yeah, Matt. So but before we even get into the goals, you know, I just you know, want to talk a little bit about this process, why I think this is important, uh, and then we can kind of get into some of our goals for this year. So first of all, ha- happy New Year's, guys. I-, I hope 2023 ended well. I hope everybody had a great holiday season and, and you got to spend some time with friends and family. Uh, you know, we just had released recently an episode about enjoying the holidays and, and, and how to, you know, make sure that you're prioritizing spending time, you know, even if it means shutting the office down, this is a time of year where, you know, many of us really start to reflect, you know, we, <clears throat> we look back on the previous year, we look at the year ahead. Um, something that I've been doing, uh, for the last few years on, on new year's day is, you know, first thing in the morning when I get up and I'm up before the, the rest of our household is I'll sit down and I'll do a little bit of journaling. I'm not, I'm not, huge on journaling. It's not something that I always do on a regular basis, but um, this time of year, it just, it seems appropriate to, to sit down. I'll actually look through the last couple of years, you know, goals I had written, things I had done. And the cool thing is you'll, you'll often see that, that you did accomplish, you know, some of these goals. Sometimes they don't happen the year you plan them. Sometimes they happen two years later, three years later, but it, it's, it's a good exercise. I, I spend probably about an hour uh, reading through old goals, thinking about new goals and, and writing some new goals down. Studies have shown guys that actually physically writing your goals down on pen and paper uh, increases the likelihood of you actually achieving those goals as does looking at your goals, looking back at your goals. So um, I don't only look at this on New Year's. I, I will kind of leaf through it uh, you know, a couple times throughout the year, um, but this is the time where it really seems to be most impactful to me. I think for a lot of us business owners, we're going a hundred miles an hour all the time. It, it's tough to sometimes really sit back and one, just, you know, celebrate what you've accomplished. I mean, you know, think, think about yourself five years ago and how happy you'd be to be where you're at right now. You know, I, I know for, for myself, uh, five years ago, I was, I was still a, a newer dentist. I was, you know, still an associate. I was still living in Ohio at that point in time. I hadn't moved to Florida yet. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't married. We didn't have a kid. Uh, so there, there's a lot of really great things that have happened over the last five years. Um, but you know, when, when we're in our day to day and and we're just in that grind, all you can think about is what's going on in the present. What kind of numbers are your practice doing? What kind of fires do you have to put out right now? You know, are you going to hit, uh, your monthly production goals, um, what's the bank account looking like? What's got you frustrated that you're dealing with right now? Oh, I got another HOA violation because I didn't have enough flowers in my flower bed. Uh, that's a story for another time. But anyways, guys, I, the, the whole point of all of this is that I, I think it's really important to 
reflect on how far you've come and to, to take the time to be intentional, to, to set some, some goals and then to, to really try to follow through on them. I'm not perfect. I like I said before, I don't always achieve all the goals I set. Um, but it, it's, it's good to at least make an effort and then to, to kind of follow up with them. And, and even if you don't achieve them in, in the time frame that you set, you can still achieve them later on. So. Yeah. It's, you know, goal setting is, uh, this thing gets talked about this time of year, but there's a difference between like, talking about it and being effective at it right you talk about journaling and that kind of stuff and actually we we had um the episode of mark costas and honestly it made a really big impact on me i i i thoroughly enjoyed my time talking to mark Mark, mark's pretty cool and i i started journaling right afterwards um and i used the four quadrants like he talks about and i've been thinking a lot lately about my my goals for, for me as a person going into the new year so for me you know, there, there's the general stuff. I want to be a, a better husband, a better father. And of course, I want to be a better business partner to Ryan at the company. But then like, what is it? Does that mean though? It's easy to say those things. So like for me, I started writing down like for my wife, I want to take the kids away from her, give her more time to herself. I have three kids, a five-year-old, a three-year-old and a one and a half-year-old. And then um, I want to do the dishes more and get up and help, help with bedtime after work. And, and do a lot of that stuff and then i started writing down like what does it mean to be a better business partner to my partner who's honestly the second most important person in the world to me probably the first most important person in the world to me outside of my family and for him is be a better communicator be committed more there, there are things where i can improve and i'm sure there's things where he can improve too and i found that like, when i started writing this down like mark talked about i actually the next week caught myself and i, I did i did the dishes more and, and then my wife didn't have to ask me Right, I saw the opportunity to do it because it was forward in my mind, and I did it. And my wife was very thankful. Right, and then I took my kids twice, and you know, part of it with, with me spending time with my kids. A lot of you guys who are listeners might not know this. I'm a um, above leg amputee. I'm a bone cancer patient. Uh, I don't have a left leg, and all three of my kids know for sure they cannot run me. All three. <laughs> like I got three little like three little kids that are like they'll do something to look at me and like there's no way you're catching me, right? So, you know, part of that was intimidating. So I had to create mechanisms to, to kind of take on some of these challenges, right? But I'll tell you that writing it down and journaling it really did it. And then when it came to me and my goals, one of my goals is fitness next year. So I'm trying to get a running blade right now. And I want to learn how to, my, my, one of my, my fitness goal for 2024 is I want to learn how to run again in 2024, right? So I wrote down, I want to learn how to run again. That was the first part. Then there was a distance. I want to be able to run a mile, then run two miles. And my ultimate goal is I want to run two miles again to the standard I ran at when I was on long range surveillance team in the military. So kind of thinking through it and putting it on paper, what I found for me for my exercise was it drew the finish line to start line or start line to finish line and everything in between. And it prioritized it. But then it was like, it was literally like the next week I didn't realize it, but I started doing the things and the goal season is until January it just started to happen. Right? So when, when do you, like so part of the problem is, when do we kind of write this down? Like, when do we block out the time to do it, to actually journal? So for me, I get to my desk. I try to be at my desk by 7 a.m. every day. And I've tried to, I do it, um, I have a handwriting issue for my brain injury. So I do it on, on a computer, right? But when do you and how do you block out the time and how do you create the consistency to do it? How do you do it? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I don't, I don't, journal all the time. And it's something that I would like to probably start doing more of 
but you know, and, and specifically to new year's, like that's, that's a tradition that I've done for the past few years is I know the first thing I'm going to do when I get up new year's day uh, in the morning is I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do that reflection period, look back through old goals, celebrate the victories, uh, and kind of reorganize so that I can set goals for, you know, the upcoming year. I, you know, you talked about running. That's, that is one of my goals for 2024. So <clears throat> I, I used to do a fair bit of running. I, in dental school, I actually started running half marathons. So I, I did three of those, uh, with a good friend in dental school and over the last, I don't know, five years, I think I've been running less and less and less to the point where when I did a 5k, uh, for our, uh, our town and I was dressed up in a tooth costume, it was, it was a lot of fun. I had a, one of our associate dentists was dressed up as tooth fairy. So we ran together. Um, but it was a struggle. I mean, that was, that was the most I've, that I can remember struggling to run a 5k. I think it was the worst time I've ever had for a 5k. Um, so I, I set the goal for this new year uh, that I want to run a half marathon in December of 2024. And I did that for two reasons. Uh, one, I don't have the time to train like I used to when I was in dental school. Uh, so I, I wanted to give myself some more time to, to make sure that I really could accomplish this. I wanted it to be attainable. Um, but two, I live in Florida. And, uh, you know, for those that don't know, Florida in the summertime kind of sucks. It's not really ideal for running outside. So I wanted to wait until the weather gets nice enough that I could actually maybe enjoy running 13.1 miles. Um, so that's, that's one of my goals. And, and, and talking about goal setting, your goal needs to be specific and it needs to have a timeline on it. Uh, and it needs to be obtainable, realistic, uh, but you still want it to be high enough that you feel like you're achieving something. So, you know, in, in this example, I didn't say I want to run more um, or I want to run a, a half marathon. I said, I, I want to run another half marathon in December of 2024. Uh, it's, it's an obtainable goal with my current uh, cardio state. It's, it's a fairly lofty goal, but one that I know I can obtain because I've done it in the past. And I set a timeline on it. I said, Hey, I want to do this in December of 2024, uh, rather than just, I want to run another half marathon because if we don't set timelines on it, then, you know, that it's easy to say, Oh, I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year, whatever it is. So that's, that's a good example of, of one of my goals for this year. I, you know, you talked about trying to be a better husband and doing the dishes more. I, I think we must get in trouble for a lot of the same stuff, Matt. Um, <laughs> cause that's, that's constantly something that I'm being reminded of that I need to help out more with the dishes. So that probably would be good. As far as my family goes, I, I want to be more present. Um, and, and in that goal to be more specific is that I, I want to set a goal of my cell phone goes away every day by 6 PM. Uh, I'm, I'm off my laptop. I'm, you know, spending those last couple hours before we put our son to bed. Usually he's going to bed at seven 30. So I, that, that's an important time for me. And, and while I am often in the room, uh, you know, with my wife and my son during those times, I'm often on my phone, on my laptop, checking emails, you know, checking our marketing, you know, wh whatever else it is. Um, and so I'm, I'm not really there. I'm, I'm in the room, but I'm not really there. So again, specifics of the goal are every day by six o'clock, cell phone put away, laptop put away, <clears throat> I'm in the room. And, and that's kind of my non-negotiable uh, time with, with my wife and my son. Yeah, it's, it's funny with the whole being present thing. I, I come from a, a big entrepreneur family. My dad 
at his peak had 110 full-time employees. Um, he owned a giant screen printing company. They shipped 10 to 15,000 dozen shirts a week. And um, me and my father had the worst relationship probably on the planet. And the, the key is being present. Just because he was there doesn't mean he was present, right? It, there, there is a point to are you really doing what you want to do in that room with the spirit of doing it, right? So me and my, me and my wife uh, were hanging out last night, and we were, I was doing the dishes, actually. And we have an open four-plan house. We have a big kitchen that's right off of our living room, and she's in the living room. And we're talking, and I realized that the quality time we spent while I was doing the dishes was the best quality time we had all week. And then I realized my cell phone was across the room on the end table in the living room, not in the kitchen. And I started setting a do not disturb or silent mode right at 7 o'clock at night so I can help with the kids going to bed and then give her the attention she needs or do the things she needs me to do because she's been with the kids all day. And the, the key word there is being present. I'm trying to be more present for those things because, I mean, I, I dealt with my dad. My dad had, you know, massive responsibilities with the size of his company, and it ruined our relationship, right? So it goes back to the episode we did about the holidays. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's like no one remembers that you worked so hard except for your family, and it's it's kind of resentful probably. Like the people that you're doing it for don't remember, right? They don't remember that. And for my case, that doc that I whose phone call I took at 8 o'clock at night he's not going to be thankful for that a year from now. It's not going to happen, right? So that being present thing is critical. So, you know, these are very outward um, goals that we're talking about, right? You're talking about, you know, running. And I talked about learning how to run this year. We should, I would love to come down and do the 5K with you next year for the practice. Um, personal daily goals, like, you know, daily things that you want to do better to improve your personal quality of life. I'm trying to eat cleaner, go to the gym, and I have to measure that. And, and figure out how to go about it and kind of I'm just starting to approach that now for myself. And I, I haven't really structured how I'm doing it yet for you. I know you work out way more than I do. Like you're, you're a fitness guy. Like I talk to you and you're like, yeah, I just got out of the gym. I know when you go to um, dental success network stuff, you try to make sure you're in the gym before Costas is. And I always talk to you about, you know, how quick you hit the gym. How do you govern your daily routine of structure to hit those goals? Cause it's not just the overall goal and writing it down. It's what is the daily task? So how do you do that? Well, I, I, I got to clear something up, Matt. I, I don't beat Dr. Costas in the gym. He's, he's okay. an animal <laughs> as, as much as I'd like to do that. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's, that's kind of been my one non-negotiable over the years is even as things got busy, I still make time to get to the gym, you know, at least usually at least four to five days a week. Um, but, you know, as I had mentioned, I stopped running. So it's like that I felt like I only had so much time I was devoting it to get in the gym and, and lifting. Um, and so now I'm trying to carve out that time so that I can continue to go to the gym because I don't want to stop doing that. But I, I also want to make some time to start running again, too. As, as far as like more, you know, day to day type of goals go, uh, one thing that I want to do is I want to become intentional with my mornings again. And I think what it's going to come down to is I, I think I just need to start getting up even a little bit earlier. So I, I used to do, but before my son was born out there for a while, I was doing these miracle mornings. I had read the book. Um, I know a lot of other docs that subscribe to these ideas of like, hey, it's important that we are intentional in the mornings and, and we kind of take some time to, to put ourselves in, in the right uh, mindset uh, for our day. Um, and so I used to get up at 536, something like that. And I would spend some time. Um, I did do a little more journaling then. I would often do like a little bit of gratitude journaling. Um, I started doing some meditation, which I haven't done at all lately. Dude, um, I love meditation. 
I would, I would read a, a chapter in whatever book I was reading at that point in time. I'd do some like visualization stuff. So I, you know, I would spend probably about 40, oh, I did some stretching. I'd spend like 45 minutes, maybe kind of doing this little morning routine. Um, and then after that, I would go to the gym. So, you know, up 536, do all that stuff and then go to the gym and then come home. Uh, well, the problem is, you know, when my son was born, uh, my, my personal alone time with him has been in the morning. I usually get him up at seven 30. And so I realized I had just enough time to get up at five 30, get to the gym, get a good workout in and get back. Um, and that was really my time to go to the gym. So I basically cut out my whole morning routine. Um, and I, I think I'm the worst, worst for the wear for that. Um, I, I think I often am not starting, even though I'm still starting my day, I'm still getting a workout in. I don't, I don't think I'm quite giving myself that the personal attention that I need uh, to really get my mindset right. So I'd like to get back to a consistent morning routine. And, and so I, I think another good goal that I actually hadn't written down, but I, I may want to uh, add to my list of goals for this year uh, would be every single morning, non-negotiable, you know, maybe the first half hour I spend as a morning routine. And, and maybe it's something where I can even combine it. You know, I, I, my gym has a sauna. Sometimes I'll, you know, sit there for five, 10 minutes after my workout. So I could always do some meditation or visual, visualization in the sauna. You know, maybe instead of setting my alarm for 5.30, maybe I set it for five o'clock and, and I spend a, a half hour kind of doing some gratitude journaling and stretching and meditation and stuff before I go. Um, but I, I think just becoming more intentional with my mornings and, and really getting back to, to setting things off on the right foot could be really helpful for me. So, you know, it, it's funny you talk about consistency, right? And you said a little bit worse for wear when you, you altered that. My time in the military, I got really blessed. I was around like Green Berets and, and stuff. I, I got really lucky in the community I ended up being in. I wasn't a Green Beret. I wasn't a Navy SEAL. I was on a long range surveillance team and I was a combatives instructor. I taught hand to hand combat. And but what's really interesting to me was the guys I was working with in my community that I knew intimately who were on different teams and stuff. If you said to me in the morning, like, Hey, where is so-and-so I could like, he's in this gym doing this exercise right now. Cause it's Wednesday and it's leg day. And that's what he does on Wednesdays. I know where he is. Or if it was like, Hey, where is this person? I can like, he's running on a flight line right now. Cause it's 7 AM and today's his run day. Like the, the level of consistency for those guys that are high performers was like it was so consistent and predictable and when they came back off of mission and being downrange and, and getting shot at or whatever it was they did right it was it wasn't like they gave themselves weeks to get back into the groove it was like they came off the airplane on monday and on tuesday morning their tuesday's chest day they were back in the same gym doing chest day all over again so like a lot of times like i would call one of my buddies and try and get in touch with because i need something and their cell phone wouldn't go off and i would drive over to ritzep's gym on fort bragg go into the, the weight room and find him sitting there at 8 a.m. Cause I knew that's where he was because yeah. of the level of consistency. <clears throat> right. And I think what we're talking about Mark Costas the other day, like that consistency you talk about, I think it removes a lot of your probability for failure of those goals. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, what do they say? It takes 90 days, I think to, to form a new habit or something like that. Oh yeah. But yeah. So that, that's why so many new year's resolutions fail, you know, and they often fail within the first 30 days because people aren't repetitive enough to build that consistency where it truly becomes, you know, a, a new habit for them. I think the reason why I've never fallen off, you know, going to the gym uh, and lifting weights is because it's something I have been consistently doing since I was in college. So I, I, I never, and, and when you do something consistently for that long, it's like hard to not do it. You know, it's, it's, it's ingrained in me. It's, it's part of my 
you know, being as part of my daily routine. Um, and, and I think it would be, it would, at this point in time, it would be really tough for me to just stop doing it. Um, unfortunately, most of the other good habits that I've tried over the years, I never did for that long of a period of time. Um, and so it was easier to kind of fall out the wayside. And as life gets busier with uh, business and family and kids and all that stuff, it was easier to kind of drop those things. Um, I mean, even, even that morning routine, I, I think I, you know, again, I said I was doing that the year before my son was born. I think a couple months I was doing, I was probably getting close to that point where it was going to become a consistent habit, but then I, I kind of stopped and then I haven't really gotten back into it yet. So I, I, I do think you're right. Consistency is key and you've got to do it consistently for long enough where it just kind of becomes ingrained in you. Yeah. It's interesting. My best, you know, I competed in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I used to fight a lot and, and my best season, um, I was the most consistent. I was teaching at the schoolhouse on Fort Bragg and I'd get up in the morning and um, my morning was one hour of straight rolling. It was 10, six minute rounds. And I would do is I, I would take the guys that were there to work out that morning. I was there every morning, but I got a different, I got a different mix of guys in the mat room every morning. I would say, Hey, listen, while each of you, every time the timer goes off, cycle a new fresh guy in on top of me. So I always have a fresh guy. And then at lunchtime I worked on drilling. And then at nighttime I went to my normal jujitsu practice where the coach was setting up whatever, but I created two sessions one was for endurance and one was for sharpening my skills. And then that night my coach got a hold of me and he did developing my new skills, right? When I created that consistent process of, of those three things broken out, those three sessions every day, I found that like being successful got real easy at it. Like I would go to train somewhere and everything was very second nature. It was very fast. It was very focused. I'd never worn out and everything was really good. And I think that consistency of that structure of like, this is what I'm doing every day, all day, three times a day, no matter what religiously allowed for when it t came time to handle business, it became very second nature and very easy. I feel like a lot of times people, they hold themselves back from this stuff by not allowing it to become consistent. And then when the going gets tough, whether it be in business or life or marriage, you're not prepared properly because you didn't make these things consistent that would have improved you as a person. Yeah, no, and I honestly, man, I, I think it apply that same logic applies to doing a startup practice. You know, the, the, very beginning is the hardest part. So yes. if you can just put your head down, you know, we talked with Dr. Costas about different seasons and how, you know, early on as a young dentist, as a startup owner, you know, that's kind of the grind season. Um, and it's a little tougher to have the same balance that you might have later in life, but you just have to tell your, you know, you docs that are going through the, the early stages of a startup, just know like this, this is the hardest period of time. Uh, it's, it's going to get easier and you just have to stick with it. And the longer you stick with it, the easier it's going to get. And it, the same logic applies to, you know, habits that you're trying to change, goals that you have. So, you know, when you think about these goals, try to give yourself like, hey, I am going to, I commit that I will do this for at least 90 days or 120 days or whatever it is. And I think if you actually stick to that, when you get to that point after 90 or 120 days, you're going to realize, wow, this is a lot easier now than it was back in January. So... Yeah, no, I think you're right. It, it kind of does. It kind of like, like you said, like it, it just makes everything easier by just creating that consistency. And all of a sudden you wake up like, oh, this is easy now. It, it isn't that bad. Right. Yep. Um, I think part of it is I, I have, um, I, I love sleep. I, like, I can, I'm a morning person. I can get up. I'm not groggy. I don't have to fight to get up, but there's nothing I love more than like having my alarm go off at 6am and just chilling in the bed, not going back to sleep, but just being comfortable. And for me, the reason why is, you know, I have a double fractured back, neck issues, plus the prosthetic. It's time I'm awake without my leg on, which is uncomfortable. There's just a level of comfort for me, and I have to fight that comfort, right? I think oh, part yeah. of it is becoming <clears throat> uncomfortable. You have to you have to fight the comfort and become uncomfortable. 
you, like that you're like you know i i'm comfortable i'm warm i'm dry no no fight that um i have jaco wilnix he has like these little like sound clippets and one is like i have it set to my alarm to get me up in the morning and it's like get out of bed you suck like stop being lazy like it goes off it's like what's wrong with you turd get out of bed it's something crazy like that and it's about not being comfortable right how's how's your wife feel about that she's out of bed before me so jamie so my wife is way into fitness we have a mat room in our home where we wrestle with the kids i have a legitimate wrestling room in my house and then that same room doubles as her workout room she has trx and everything and my wife let me tell you well i roll over at 6 a.m and nine times out of ten she's not laying there anymore she's gone already and I'll like the kids will wander into the bedroom and they'll go, where's mommy? I'll be like, she's probably running. She gets to leave. And I'll, I'll have two, you know, two little kids in my bed trying to hassle me to get out of bed and get my wheelchair and make them breakfast. Right. But she's gone already. So a lot of times my alarm goes off. She's not even there anymore. And she doesn't need an alarm. I'm jealous. Right. And she gets motivated and gets right in the gym. But I think a lot of it is like, if you're going to set these goals and stuff, there's an uncomfortable barrier that is created. And you're, you're like, you're kind of scared to drive through that uncomfortableness or like you're not willing to drive through it. Right. I think that feeling when you're like, man, I'm not willing, like I'm guilty of it today. This morning I got up, I said, I'm going to go to the gym this morning and walk a mile on the treadmill. Right. Cause I all can do is walk. I can't run. And man, like walking a mile on the treadmill, my prosthetic sucks and my prosthetics are like really fitting right. It's uncomfortable. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to do it. And then I felt guilty about it. I think the guilt was worse than, than doing it probably. Right. So like for you, like, how do you drive through that uncomfortableness and embrace it? Embrace the suck, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, embrace the suck. Yeah. So, you know, I guess going back to like trying to get up in the morning, I was not a morning person. So I, you know, for now, for a while, I've been getting up pretty early, you know, like I said, 536. And, and now it's pretty much 530 every day if I want to hit the gym before I get our sun up. But for a while, that was pretty tough for me. Um, especially if I didn't have to get up, you know, if I had to get up and go see patients, that was one thing. And, and when I was working five days a week, driving an hour and a half, I did have to get up about that time. Uh, so there wasn't really a choice, but when you do have a choice, when you, when you aren't obligated to be somewhere, it can be really, really tough to, as you said, kind of fight that comfort, you know, yeah. get up when it's dark out and all that stuff. One thing that worked really well for me is, so we've got kind of one of these smart beds that you can control the temperature on. Um, and one of the cool, one of the cool ads called eat sleep. One of the cool aspects about it is it's got an alarm mode where you can one, turn up the heat on the bed. So I, I like to be cool when I sleep, I I have it set. I would be out of the bed. I'm a giant dude. I would overheat. I'd sweat everywhere. It actually starts to warm up the bed about 15 minutes before I'm supposed to get up. And it gradually starts to warm. And then when I'm supposed to get up, the bed starts to vibrate fairly violently and you can set the control the vibration. Uh, so basically sometimes I'm up before it even vibrates just because I start to warm. Uh, but if not, you know, I'm kind of jolted awake by this vibration going on and it's, you know, the bed's set in half. So, you know, my, my alarm, my half can be vibrating while my wife's half is not, and it doesn't seem to bother her. Um, but the, the biggest hack here is I stopped putting my cell phone on my nightstand. So now my Ooh. cell phone, now Smart. my cell phone is, and that's how I control the bed is the app on my phone. So my cell it's phone cr- is plugged in across. How far the room. away is it? Uh, I, you know, I, I probably have to take I don't know, like ten steps across the room to get. It's it's far and it's not just like hop out of bed where I can just hop right back in. I got to get up and, and walk right. a little bit. So by the time I get there, you know, one the bed's warm. I've just been kind of 
jolted awake with this vibration going on and I've gotten up and walked across the room to get to my cell phone, it's pretty hard to go back to bed at that point. I'm, I'm usually up. So that, that was a hack for me there. So, so your bed basically boils you. It overheats and shakes you violently, kind of like a boiling egg in water. So it kind of boils you. And then you take your, your phone and you put it across the room. So one thing I do in the morning, if I intend to get up and work out, and this is a, a military hack, you have morning PT so early in the morning, you just go to sleep and your, your PT is up in the pajamas and you just put on your shoes and go to PT, right? So if I really intend to train first thing in the morning when I wake up, I go to bed in my workout clothes. So there's no transition of like getting up, trying to put on, like I'm already in them. And I just put my feet down, get my wheelchair, go throw my leg on and go, right? So I think part of it is, is you know, the barriers of preparedness, right? Like I have my, I have a water jug and it has my Bluetooth headphones in it and all that sitting on the, on the dresser. And I'll get up, wheel my butt over, put my leg on, grab that and just get to my Jeep. And all I had to do was put socks and shoes on and grab my water bottle. And that level of not having a lot in the way is kind of like, honestly, like a dental practice, not having barriers to treatment. It's not having barriers to self-improvement. It, it, it's getting you to the goal. So for me, it helped a lot. Like the whole idea about moving your phone across the room, I'm doing it tonight. I'm putting it on the dresser and setting the alarm. And I, I have to get out of bed. My biggest issue is getting out of bed and getting into my wheelchair. So for me, I, I don't have the luxury of you guys of just putting your feet down and walking. Like I, I have a whole process to start to become mobile in the morning. And my wife will, I mean, I will get tired of hearing the alarm. So my, my last two goals I wrote down for this year, uh, one is business related. I uh, set the goal that I'm going to acquire two more practices by July. These will be my first acquisitions. So I've done four startups so far. These, these two would be my first acquisitions. The reason I, I picked July is it's giving my new startups enough time to kind of get off the ground. And it's giving me some time to uh, start looking for practices out there. Um, in time to get something in motion, uh, but it's still going to give us, you know, a, a solid chunk of time with the practices to kind of yep. add uh, to our revenue for the year. The last goal that I set for this year, I, I used to, for a while, I was doing a, a lot of intermittent fasting, especially kind of paired with some keto. I'm reading um, a book was, about that right now, but I'm going to try it. That was, I, yeah, I've read some books on it. That was, that was helping me uh, the obesity code. I don't know if you read that one. That's, that's no. a really, really good book by a, a renal physician. Um, but anyways, I kind of gotten away from it uh, this, this year more so than I had in the past couple of years. And I've noticed that it has impacted probably that with the lack of running, I've, I've packed a few pounds on um, clothes are fitting a little tighter. And so it's, you know, I, you got to keep your finger on the pulse on these things. It's time for me to, to kind of get back in the shape that I had been a couple of years before then. So I set the goal that at least three days a week, I'm going to do 24 hour fasts uh, where I basically eat dinner and I don't eat again till dinner the next night. And paired with that on those days, the, the meals that I'm gonna eat are gonna basically be zero carb. Uh, I usually try to minimize it to no more than 10 carbs a day. So it's, it's mostly uh, meat, you know, veggies, uh, high fat dairy with like no sugar in it, things like that, black coffee. But so that that's kind of part of the goal. And then the other part of the goal is at least uh, once every quarter. So once every three months, I want to do a 72 hour fast. I've done one of those before. You were um, crazy. But they, you know, one, it, it's going to help me uh, get back to the weight I want to be at. But two, it, it really Brilliant. has been proven to 
reset the body and, and do a lot of good for oh, the sure. as well with the fasting and, and yeah. ketosis and all that stuff. So that's the final goal. The, the things that you'll notice about the goals is, as you had mentioned earlier, they, they kind of do hit on some of the different quadrants and, and Dr. Costas's four futures. So, you know, guys, as you're setting your goals, you know, don't merely focus on physical fitness or don't only focus on, you know, your business or financial goals. You want to focus on goals that affect different aspects of your life because you want to have that balance in life uh, where you're doing well uh, in those different aspects. You want to have goals that focus on your relationships, especially, you know, if you're married, uh, you know, you want to have some goal that's going to focus on, uh, creating a better relationship for you and your partner, making you a, a better husband or wife to your partner, um, or goals focused on your kids. Um, you want to have goals that do focus on, you know, our businesses, uh, because obviously we do want to advance in that realm as well. Uh, you want to have goals that focus on diet or, or uh, fitness, because we only get one vessel that, you know, our entire life. So we want to make sure we take care of it. Um, you know, you may want to have goals that focus on, you know, the mind quadrant, le learning more things, learning something new, uh, whatever it might be. So I, that's, that's kind of my advice. That's my challenge to you guys is, you know, maybe try to come up with three to five goals and, and have them focus on different aspects of your life. When you make these goals, write them down, uh, make them specific enough, uh, that there's details to it. You know, I said, Hey, <clears throat> I want to intermittent fast 24 hours, at least three times a week. And I want to do a 72 hour fast at least once every quarter. If it's a goal where you're trying to accomplish something, put a timeline on it. I said, Hey, I want to acquire two more dental practices by July of this year, or, Hey, I want to run a, a half marathon in December of this coming year. Um, so, you know, they, they have to be specific, attainable. You've got to have a, a timeline if it's something that you're trying to achieve or, you know, a, amount of time if it's something that you're doing daily. And then you, when you write these down, take time to reflect on them, you know, look at your written goals at least a couple of times throughout the year and kind of think about how you're doing. Really, really focus in on the first 90 days of a goal, um, you know, especially if it's a daily habit type goal, because it does take some time to, to form that consistency in the habit. Um, it's going to make it a lot easier to maintain that as, as you continue um, and then, you know, my advice would be make this something you do every year. Cause it, it, it's pretty cool to look back at the goals you set in previous years and how far you've come since setting those so, goals. So I, it's funny you said that. So I was thinking about it the other day. So well, well, two things. One is if you don't maintenance one of these quadrants, the reality is it can be like cancer and can overflow negatively to the other three. So, so all, when you were doing personal goals, business goals, you know, self-improvement, they all feed each other. So it, it's all, it all, it all matters. And if you, you neglect one, it's going to bring down the others. Right. But it was funny what you said about reflecting your goals. So crazy story. Um, starting my like second or third business I'd ever owned a few years ago, I, on my cell phone, I made a goals image that I would see every day. And it had a four things on it, it had a boat, had a certain house, a certain car. Um, and I'm a, I'm a big watch collector, a certain watch. And I actually was going through my phone the other day and I found the picture. I looked at it and I was like, well, I got the boat, I got the house, I got the watch, and I got the car. And it was like five years ago I made these goals, right? And just that moment of like just randomly stumbling on the picture in my phone. And we're like, this used to be my background on my phone, but I did the things and I didn't even, I hadn't realized, I had actually had done the things maybe a year ago or two years ago. But like sometimes we set the goals and we achieve them, but we never actually recognize them and mentally celebrate them. And there's a certain level of fulfillment that comes from that. And when I saw it, I mentally, I mentally celebrated them. 
And I was like, wow, you know, I, I wanted these four things and I made them happen. And I was really excited about it. One of them, which is really a stupid thing, is I really wanted a good four by four I could do some serious off-roading with and go on some adventures. And I achieved that about two years ago. And the house and stuff had already came. But like when I saw all four in that image, I was like, oh, I did it. And then I was like, but what's next? Right? I couldn't like wait there. Like, what's next? Right. And that's where I came down. Like, I think you're right. I think it's a yearly habit. There's daily habits, quarterly habits, and yearly habits. I think if you consistently keep with all of them, you'll wake up in the end. You actually did things. Right. And I think there is a certain thing to like mental ownership of like, yeah, I did those things. Yeah. No, I mean, I, again, I, I think it's good to stay hungry. It's, it's good to continue to set goals and continue to try to, you know, achieve more. So, you know, I'm, I'm not negating that in any way, but I also think it's important to celebrate your wins because I, I have friends and other dentists I know that, you know, are, are kind of wired the same way that we are, where they're just, you know, they're high achievers. They're always, once one goal is accomplished, it's like on to the next one. But, you know, for some people, they really don't take the time to celebrate the accomplishments that they've had. And that can be tough. I mean, you know, to always be in that grind mode, thinking about what's next and to never take time to reflect and express gratitude for, you know, where, where you've come, it, it can, it can take a mental toll on you. And so that's, that's why, you know, I, I really enjoy this new year's morning process where I uh, take the time to actually look back on the goals that I've already accomplished, how far I've come since setting these goals. Um, and the crazy thing is, you know, again, when you set these goals, sometimes in your mind, you think, man, this can be tough to accomplish that. And then sometimes you look back a few years later and you're like, wow, that goal was actually a lot easier than I thought. And I crushed it and I did way better than I thought I was going to do. So uh, that, that's a good feeling too. So anyways, guys, I, I think we're going to kind of wrap this up. Uh, I, I hope you enjoy. I know we had a couple kind of more holiday episodes focused on mindset, you know, uh, family, setting goals, you know, things like that. We're, we're going to kind of get back in the meat and potato episodes here, but I thought this was an appropriate time of year to release some of these episodes um, you know, again, challenge you guys to set some of your own goals, try to really focus on them in the beginning, push through the hard parts, um, and then look back on the goals that you set and, and celebrate the wins that you had. And, and if you didn't accomplish your goal, just realize sometimes it takes longer than the time frame you set and maybe you'll accomplish it, you know, the next year or the following year. Uh, but don't let it discourage you if, if you don't accomplish a goal as well. So. Hey guys, thank you for uh, joining us for this episode. Um, I said, I'm Matthew Brown, Dr. Andrew Vallow. You can contact me at matt at energize-group.com. Andrew, what's the best way to contact you? Uh, you guys can send me an email at docvallowdds at gmail.com. You can check me out on Instagram. Um, thanks guys. Ha happy New Year. And I hope 2024 is the best year yet. All right. Have a great day, guys. Thank you for joining us.